Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. Happy Monday, everybody. I can't believe it's Monday already. <laughs> Seemed like the weekend just flew by. We uh, spent some time on San Juan Island with my son's uh, family for his 31st birthday. Wow, can't believe that now my youngest son is 31 years old. Wow, 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 wow. It was a beautiful day. Started out kind of rainy, dicey over here. And once we got there, it was beautiful. And it was sunshiny, a little chilly, a little breezy. It was perfect. We had a wonderful time. I hope you had a wonderful time, whatever it is that you were doing over the weekend as well. So our intent this morning is to take a look at the week ahead. Uh, since, uh, because of everything going on in my life, I hadn't really taken a look too far ahead into August. We really did kind of look at August, but not really um, uh, in the way that, you know, the deeper way that I usually would have done. So uh, today I want to go in a little bit deeper into this week in August, as it's it's a fairly decent week in terms of the aspects that are happening. They're not necessarily crazy aspects. Uh, their oppositions, and uh, we do have a trine a couple of times going on. But um, I really want to look at the astro design for uh, Mercury's move into the sign of Virgo, <clears throat> excuse me, and then Venus's uh, move into the sign of Libra. And it's interesting because both of those inner planets move into signs that they actually rule. So there's a great affinity for the next couple of weeks for Mercury being in a sign he rules, but also then uh, as we move a little bit later into the week, Venus moving into a sign that she rules, it kind of gives power to that planet. And then by, um, uh, you know, reflection also empowers us to be able to use the energy of those two planets in more powerful ways, um, in easier perhaps uh, ways. So we're going to look at that through both the astrology, but also the human design. But let's start with this morning's energy. We have the moon sitting now in Virgo at 7.56 a.m. my time this morning, West Coast time. The uh, moon moved into the sign of Virgo, and we'll spend the next few days here in the sign of work and getting things done, which makes me feel very good. My own moon is in Virgo, so... Trust me when I say there is a lot to be done around here in my house as I'm looking at my desk going, who trashed this desk? And um, looking at the rest of my house going, hmm, so much to put away, so much uh, to do. So nice thing, moon in Virgo gives us that opportunity, and which also means now that we are fully in the new moon, having moved through the sign of Leo, had the new moon in Leo yesterday morning at about 9.49 my time. Uh, I was sitting on a ferry uh, going to the islands at that time, contemplating what does this new moon bring? What does it mean to be in Leo heart-centered, self-expressive territory? And what would I want to have as an intention in that particular case? And it was... It was interesting to be afloat on the sea and to be able to tap in in a way that was merging both the fire energy of Leo and the water energy beneath my feet, so to speak, and uh, didn't necessarily come up with anything pretty, anything really profound, 
but that's okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be profound. Uh, but I did feel a bit of a shift in some of the energy that was available. So there's that. Now that the moon is in Virgo, we are in a position to cut through the garbage, to cut through the, the mess that we have on our hands in whatever area of your life that Virgo sits on. So for example, in the chart of the day, uh, Virgo is on the first house. So if this was a person, it would be cutting through the personal garbage, if you will, the personal uh, viewpoint and the beliefs and the, the things that you've accumulated that are no longer suitable or no longer fit. So we have um, some really good energy to kind of get in and get to the target of what it is that we want. And while the moon is in Virgo, our emotions aren't necessarily set aside. We still have emotional energy with us. It's just put to more practical down-to-earth use for ourselves or in our lives, especially because Virgo as an earth sign wants to take anything and make it useful, right? Make it practical, make it uh, something that works for us. So emotional energy at this point in time should be put to work working for us, right? How does that happen? Well, maybe we'll get a clue when we start to look at some of the gates that our Virgo energy in our human design. Um, the aspects that the moon will be making today to other planets is an opposition to the planet Jupiter. Now, Jupiter is now sitting at about 28 degrees of Aquarius. So that opposition happened already this morning, happened before the sun, or excuse me, before the moon actually moved into Virgo, because the end of Leo energy would have been the trigger to the opposition to Jupiter. But it still bears watching throughout the day that we don't overdo anything as Jupiter sometimes gets into our bloodstream and causes us to do more, be more, try more, uh, be a little more risky. It does have a tendency to broaden our horizons, to swell our hearts, <coughs> excuse me, in this, in this place because it was across from the sign of, of Leo or was in Leo across from the sign of Aquarius. So some of you may be experiencing bigger tech challenges than usual. That should pass as the day wears on. And as of this moment, the moon is on her way to a conjunction with Mars. It gives us very good energy, catalyzing energy to get organized, to do some work, to reorder our environment, to get her done, as it were, uh, in whatever area of your life that Virgo is playing in. Now, remember, Mars is a catalyst. He is an action planet, and the moon is emotions, and confrontation is a part of the moon conjunct Mars. So expect, perhaps, that you may be confronted today by other people, maybe not as conscious about what the energies are, um, but also that you may feel more confrontational uh, uh, than uh, at other times, but that confrontational energy or that energy of action and doing can be focused toward a goal or toward doing something as well. That would be the highest and best use of that particular energy. I see a whole bunch of people checking in here. So let me say good morning to Carol Grojean. Good morning to you, Alisa. Good morning, Asa. Good to see you. I'm sorry I didn't reach out to you this morning, but I was 
I don't know, busy perhaps, <laughs> some other world. Um, let's see, Susan Bronlin, good morning. And we're happy to have you here as well. Kathleen Mallory, good morning. Mimi, I hope you had a splendid birthday. Christine Buckingham, hello to you. And uh, thank you, Asa, Natasha, blessings to all for the walk we are walking into or the week we are walking into Mimi. Mimi says, thank you at Asa, I enjoyed a truly restful day. That's amazing. JLo, good morning. She says, hello, Astro Design family. And Amanda J, hello. Good morning, Michelle Gay. Good. It's good to see you. Glad you're up this early. Ingrid, good morning to you. Londa, so be Buddha, not Superwoman, or can I get her done day? This would be a, a get her done day for the things that you've been invited into or the things that you have hanging around that you need to complete. Kamal, good morning. And I do believe it was your birthday as well. So happy birthday to you. Uh, Ingrid, I love you too. I love all of you. Elisa says, I have Virgo in my eighth and ninth house. And that would mean it's time to get down to the business of transformation because of the way I'm gonna look at it, Elisa, is that likely Virgo, because I use the whole sign uh, system in astrology. Now that eighth house, the whole of the house would have this Virgo energy. And that Virgo energy in the eighth house would be about transformation, right? Rebirth, death, rebirth, death, regeneration, all of that kind of stuff, but doing it with a plan. So the one thing I know about Virgos, because I have the Virgo moon, and I'm sure that those of you who are Virgos will concur, is they enjoy having a plan. If they can feel like they can tick things off their list, then it feels like things are perfect, right? Or in their control, if you will. Um, being able to say, I've done this, makes them feel a whole lot better about getting what they need done. Um, in fact, that's a great idea. I think I need to make a list today of the things I wanna get done so that I too can tick them off and say, I got this done, yay. Uh, good morning, Corey. And um, Virgo, also in the eighth house, uh, for you, Elisa, would maybe give you the um, the ability to plan for the transformations that are afoot in your life. So what is it that you want to change? What is it that you want to move through? And there is a bit of magic in that eighth house. In the natural wheel, the eighth house is ruled by Scorpio. So there's a sort of secretive thing in that particular house that we can tap into that maybe where there have been taboos where we didn't dare cross a certain line but to cross that line brings us success right where we are able to move through a change that we thought we couldn't move through so Corey says amen to that virgo is my ascendant it's who you are that's awesome Corey. Now, let's take a look and break down Virgo in the astrological, and then we're going to break it down in the um, astro design or the human design aspects of it. And we're going to do that for a couple of reasons. One is because today, tomorrow, and the next day for part of the day, uh, the moon is in Virgo, kind of setting us up for Wednesday's move of Mercury into Virgo. And Mercury is the ruler of Virgo. So we have an empowered Mercury. So we want to look at all things Virgo for the moment. And then we'll take a look and transition over to uh, all things Libra, as Libra will be the place that next has a change with Venus moving into the sign of Libra. Uh, okay, so 1111. Thank you, Ingrid. The uh, 11s gosh, so much 
playing in my life. It's amazing how the 11th have been showing up. Londa, so possible tech problems as our friend Janet asked me to help her with a recording download problem. Tech problems are not to be unexpected at this point in time, right? Because we have Jupiter back into Aquarius now and Aquarius rules technology. So if you're, ha and, and I'm noticing weird stuff too, not necessarily Mercury retrograde level of things that I've had in the past, but just glitchiness. And it makes me think that there's probably some tweaking going on in the internet world, in the um, people who manage our servers and things like that to prevent security leaks and to, to kind of prevent people from hacking and so forth. So I feel like that's kind of glitching out our systems at times. And I know that suddenly my screen will just go black and then pop right back in, almost like there was a tweak that was done in the background of something. And it happens every day, several times a day. So I know there's like something that's happening in the background. Crystal, good morning to you. I caught you for once. I love it. It's great to see you, Crystal. Um, haven't, haven't seen you in our show in a long time, so it's good to have you. So now let's dig in a little bit then to Virgo energy on the astrological plane. It rules our physical health. It rules everything to do with diet and exercise and healing and healers. It's the opposite sign of Pisces. So we have the ability for spiritual healing, but also the very hands-on physical healing um, that can happen with Virgo energy. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I think of our our earth signs as signs that want to take us back to simplicity, right? Taurus, simplicity of life in our environment. Virgo, simplicity in what we are, the environment that our physical body is in, but also what are we putting in our mouths? What are we surrounding ourselves by in terms of the energy of other people? And then Capricorn also, simplicity, but aimed at the other, 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 the outer world, how it is that we want to show up as our worldly self. What is the most simple truth that it is that we are here to be and who it is, we're, what we're here to do uh, as our place of authenticity and authority. So we have the simplicity here. We have this ability with Virgo then to simplify our environment, right? To simplify, but also purify in some sense, the toxins from our environment. Now, toxins can be the physical things that we're eating, that we're ingesting, water, that kind of thing. But it can also be the toxins that might be in the environment from um, the, the, the people that are in our lives, the emotional component of toxicity. Um, it can be in the physical realm that, you know, things like um, carpets and so forth that outgas toxins that typically our bodies are really well equipped to help deal with. But if we are overly stressed or we get into the more negative side of Virgo energy, which can be worry, which can be that stressful mind anxiety, then we can be weakening our physical body and allowing then those toxins to really get into our system. So the things that we can do with the physical body here with the moon in Virgo and ultimately Mercury getting ready to move here is to clean up our environment and do your part to help clean up the environment that impacts you. So maybe it's recycling, maybe it's actually cleaning, maybe it's getting rid of some of the cleaning supplies that the stores sell that are filled 
with toxins and getting down back down to, you know, organic or uh, simple cleaning things like soap and water, you know, just regular soap and water does miracles, right? Uh, so we have healing, we have exercise, we have diet, the foods you eat, the physical health of the body. Then Virgo also rules our work environment or the jobs that we're doing. It is the sign that rules our co-workers, our colleagues, the people that we might manage if we were in a position of management or the people that we work with in a work environment. If you are self-employed, it could be the clients that you have or that you serve in some way by sharing of your gifts and talents. It can also be the projects that you are engaged in right now. So taking an element of practicality, an element of, of um, basic understanding of how Virgo energy likes to work. It's organized. It's, it's, it's the opposite almost of the playfulness of Leo. It takes the creative energy of Leo and puts it to work right? Puts it to work, makes it useful. So, and the job place, you may find yourself dealing with routines, with the everyday uh, things that you need to do. It is a sign of efficiency and organization, creating that orderly environment. You know what I caught myself doing this morning before the moon actually moved into uh, Virgo. One of the reasons I was almost late coming on here is because I took the time this morning to clean out one of the drawers in my bathroom. I don't know why I started cleaning it out. I'm like, what is in this drawer? Pulling things out, throwing things that were no longer needed, uh, recycling the things that I could recycle. It was pretty funny. I was doing that orderly environment, cleaning out the cupboards, cleaning out the closets, cleaning out your refrigerator, your pantry, all those kinds of things being in, in an efficient and uh, productive sort of way. Also with efficiency, we have the ability to plan so there's the planning component, seeing to the details. Virgo's a detail sign, but don't get so focused on the details that you forget to look at the bigger picture. So it's mediating the bigger picture and the details in the planning process of a project or something you may be doing for work, a trip you may be taking, uh, the plan for how you're going to clean your house or organize your, your cupboards, etc. Um, of course, later this month, the sun moves into Virgo. So we'll have more focus on this Virgo energy. So we might as well kind of get sort of used to it now, right? Discernment is also a part of the Virgo energy. And discernment is about what is it that you really need to be focusing on? Discrimination is another word, have a, having a discriminating taste or a discriminating eye for something. Um, what are we going to focus on? Are we focusing on all the extraneous but forgetting to, you know, move into the bullseye. So what are you thinking about? What are you focused on? Then there's also the ability for analysis and critical thinking, but not getting so caught up in the thinking that you become anxious or mentally anxious because of all of the things that you're focusing on from up here. And Virgo is a sign of service. It is service to the collective, uh, service to humanity, right? It's a very humanitarian sort of sign, very much like Aquarius, except Aquarius is kind of more aloof and more objective in the way that it serves. Virgo is much more in the trenches and getting down to the nitty gritty of how it is that it can help, how it is it can be useful. So it's a sense of service to humanity. And when I say the word service, often I get prickly when I hear that kind of word. Um, so I often will think about service 
as a way that we share of ourselves, of our hearts, of our gifts and of our talents with the people that are around us or the groups of people that might need our help. There's a certain level of conscientiousness that comes with Virgo energy as well. And that Virgo energy then needs to be able to be um, helpful, right? It wants to be helpful and in service to um, people or an organization or a project that it's working on. But there's also a sort of sense of order and perfectionism to Virgo energy. And that's almost, <coughs> it can be a benefit with that Virgo energy, but it can also be a sort of Achilles heel where that processing of something, of an idea, trying to perfect it can actually be something that holds us back rather than pushes us forward. Uh, I'm saying we need to be in processing. We need to have that perfectionist. We have to sort of see things, though, that are perfect in the moment, um, or else we may hold back from sharing what it is that we're working on. And also, Virgo has a very distinct ability to bring order out of chaos. So as I sit here looking around the floor at my desk, I am definitely needing to be able to bring order out of chaos as I sit here today. But luckily, the energy supports our being able to do that. Now, in every sign, we have the high elements and then we have the lower frequency energies that are also a part of it that we want to watch for. One of them we might have already guessed, is excessive perfectionism, where we keep needling and criticizing and getting down to uh, details of things and failing to execute a plan or failing to do something because we're so worried that it isn't perfect yet. So we have to find that balance uh, of perfectionism, knowing that it's perfect in the moment. And if it isn't later, in the perfect way, we can tweak it then. We don't have to have everything absolutely perfect in this moment. That leads us to worry. That can lead us to criticism. And criticism can lead to blame and judgment. So Virgo energy, we're needing to watch that. We also have to watch the opposite end of the work person, the routine person, and that's workaholicism, right? We don't want to go, we don't want to forget that we're human beings and get into the doing of things. We want to balance the doing and the being, the being and the doing. After all, being is more important than the doing. Yet so many times we get caught up in this kind of energy in the doing and keep going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny, which is going to blitz out my manifestors, my projectors and my reflectors. And the manifesting generators and generators, if you keep doing and doing and dealing, you may be leaping into and out of things without even thinking about or realizing, am I in response to something that's correct for me? Did I run it through my authority? <laughs> Did I determine that this is the right step? Is this the right thing? And so we want to slow things down enough to be practical but we also want to watch that we don't go overboard in the doing of things. In the body, Virgo rules or has a correlation to the digestive system. It is where we take energy in, we take in food, we take in water, we take in the sunlight, just like plants or the trees and the plants for sure, they take sunlight and they put it to work for them as food. Um, and then that energy is assimilated into the cells, right? Into the body itself, into your organs. So 
the whole process of digestion and then assimilation works through Virgo. As well then, the bowels and the intestines are also a part of it because the intestines take in the final macronutrients and then push the rest out to waste. So there we have constipation and diarrhea as a problem perhaps with Virgo energy as we have maybe taken in too much or our bodies aren't able to assimilate the things that we're taking in. Also the solar plexus, so that whole center with all of the nerves and the ganglion that connect to the brain and that connect to the heart, that um, Virgo energy. Notice today how you're feeling. Notice for the next couple of days and even for the next three weeks once Mercury gets here and then the next four weeks when the sun gets there. Um, what's going on in your plexus, in your solar plexus? Are you feeling things before they happen? Because all of those of those neurotransmitters and those nerves are going to be lit up with Virgo energy, the digestion showing you the relative ease with which you're taking in the world, taking in the food, taking in the energy uh, or not, right? So if you have digestive upsets, then something is out of order in the way that you are fielding energy through your body. So keeping that in mind, right? Just fun stuff to keep in your head. Um, okay, so let's see here. Uh, cleaning vinegar is my friend. I love that, Mimi. That's so nice and clean and basic. Uh, Crystal says, interesting, I just started a cleanse today. My allergies have been horrible and I'm hoping this helps and I bought an air purifier. There you are, you're already uh, getting into that. Donna Roloff, what about smoke? Absolutely. And that's a tough one because it's in the air, especially if you're here on the West Coast, it's in our air. Um, I think the Pacific Northwest, we've kind of gotten away from it for a couple of days, at least on the west side of the mountains. But if you're on the east side of the mountains or you're south in Oregon or in California or any other places where there are fires, my, uh, Idaho, Montana, and further south that way, you are going to probably need some kind of air purifier or you're going to have to have your windows closed so that you're not breathing in or you're going to have to you know, go inward meditatively and do some healing work. Uh, to reduce the effects that smoke has on you. So lots of stuff that we need to be aware of. Good morning, Debbie Tibbetts Tumio. Good to see you out there too. Uh, okay, so now let's, I'm going to share my screen here for a moment. Let me pop up the picture I want. Is that Virgo? There's Virgo. Okay, so now let me go over here and share because now I want to switch to the Astro Design and show you the gates in our human design that are impacted by the transit of the moon through Virgo, what will be impacted by Mercury's move, by the way, on Wednesday into Virgo, and then ultimately uh, on the 22nd of this month, the sun moving into Virgo. So we have Virgo for a couple of days, then we have Virgo for a couple of weeks, and then we have Virgo for several more weeks after that. That is playing in our charts. So it's good to be aware of what this is about. So the gates that Virgo are going through um, affect and impact the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart center, the, uh, oh, I forgot this one, the identity center, uh, the very last part of the gate is, uh, or the last part of the transit of Virgo is in the early uh, degrees of the gate 46, which should have made this defined. 
and then also the gate 64 and the gate 47. So let's start from the top. Today, the moon is moving through two of these gates, commitment, gate 29, which is here on the sacral, and gate 59, which is also on the sacral. So we have two gates today on the center for doing, the center for work, the center for sexuality and productivity. So the moon today triggering our ability or our need to say yes to the gate of commitment. So the 29, let's talk about that. That's also late Leo. And uh, some of you who are my later Leos, Michelle Gay Good, um, the uh, sun, I believe, is at the gate 29 for you. So, and I'm sure if you're like uh, later August, uh, 18, 19, 20, uh, 21, you probably have the sun at the gate 29. So pay attention here to this kind of information because the gate 29 is on the sacral. That means it has access to sustainable life force energy. And in that energy is our commitment level, our saying yes. The problem is that sometimes we get um, kind of caught up in the saying of yes, right? We may say yes to the wrong things or we're saying yes to everything. Maybe we're trying to do that to please someone. Uh, so we have to watch out today with the emotional component of this uh, with the moon, but also starting on Wednesday when Mercury begins moving through the gate 29 of commitment. In fact, I think it actually begins that process today. So the gate 29 in your chart is about saying yes, but because it's on the sacral, it has to be saying yes to what's it, what you're responding to, what's showing up in your outer world. So not in your mind saying yes because uh, someone asked you to do something and you think it's a good idea. You are actually having to respond from your body and the wisdom housed in your body to whether that is a correct thing for you or not. And the way you would know if it's a correct thing for you or not is if it feels good, you can ask the question, is this correct for me? Is this right from, for me? Does this make me happy? Um, those kinds of questions that have an easy answer, uh-huh or uh-uh, make it easier for us to connect to the wisdom in our body. But I also don't want you to forget that you yourself also have a way of responding or showing up in the world. If you're a projector, remember, you're waiting for the invitation. And the invitation can be far and away any number of things, right? It can be a literal, let's RSVP to this, this invite that we've received. Um, it can be a glance or somebody that you just feel drawn to. That can be their energy inviting you in. So you're waiting for those invitations, which is, you know, similar to response because it's still something that's triggering you from outside, right? Um, manifestors, you're just using your will, right? You're using your, um, your creative flow. And the only thing you must remember is to inform people when you're saying yes to something before you actually act on it so that you don't incur uh, people's anger or upset at you for changing up the paradigm in this moment. Um, if you are a reflector, of course, you are taking a little bit longer to make, well, actually a lot longer to make decisions. Uh, but in the meantime, you're talking to people around you and the people you love and trust so that you can get a read on what is correct for you. And my generators and manifesting generators, you are true responders. So you're waiting to say yes to the, same, the things that are showing up in your outer world. 
That can be an email, that could be a song on the radio, that could be a billboard, it could be a card you pull, it could be any number of things. But as soon as you are in response to something, you've got to check in, is this correct for me? And by the way, for those of you who are emotionally defined, that emotional energy becomes your truth teller. It becomes the thing that calibrates you with what feels good or what feels correct. So you're, you may have a little bit longer time between the proposal and the saying yes or saying no. Okay. So we want to be careful because the 29 can devote a lot of energy, a lot of commitment to doing the wrong things right? Then it becomes almost a half-hearted sort of investment of your energy and of your time to whatever the effort is that you've put your time into, which means that you can actually bring the energy of a, of, of a project or of a group down because you weren't quite sure. You leaped into the yes, and then later you're like, oh God, what did I do? So say yes carefully, uh, later in the day, the moon will move into the gate 59, and the gate 59 is also on the sacral. And here's the doingness of sexuality, but it is also about productivity and providing resources. It is a very, it, it's a very powerful energy for creating sustainability in the world. So, from the sexual standpoint, it's about re recognizing the ramifications. What what happens when uh, we have maybe unprotected sex, right? That that the possibility is of creating a new life and then having to have the resources that are sustainable to be able to raise a child, right? So we have that. But then we also have the sustainability in our work life, right? In our doing life. And in that case, it could be about how we, are we doing things that are gonna stand the test of time? Is this going to take us from start to finish or am I, you know, jumping out of the gate with a lot of energy now and I, it's going to wane and I'm not going to have enough energy to see me through to the end. Um, but it can also impact the environment. It can also impact the uh, energy of the people around you. So the gate 59, very impactful today, later in the day in choosing what it is that you're going to focus your energy on, right? Is it going to be sustainable or are you breaking into a project that is going to zap your energy? Maybe it's best to save that one for another day um, because maybe you've worked hard all day today and starting something new at five o'clock is not the right thing to do. So I don't mean to make it about time, but about your energy, right? Your energy quotient. Um, as we move on through Virgo, we're going to get to the gate 40, which is on the will center. It's a gate of restoration, sometimes also called the gate of loneliness. It's a gate that needs time to restore, to relax, to replenish its energy. So making sure that we take the time to withdraw, right? If we are tired to, to restore that energy or else we start to take um, and, and, and wear into our vital energy or our vital chi, I think is what they call it in Chinese medicine. And that's not replaceable. So stop while you're ahead, right? Or rest and then get back to it. Um, we jump from the gate 40 in the will center to the gate 64 up in the head center. Now we have a center that has pressure. And the pressure here is to answer questions 
The 64 is called the gate of confusion. The pressure here is to answer how, to try to figure out how am I going to do this? How is that going to happen? How can that be? So we will be, you know, trying to use our very formidable minds in the service of how, when what's true for us is the what, not the how. To, so the gate 64's wisdom is to not give in to the pressure of trying to answer that question. Likely it wasn't even questioned out loud. It's just in your own mind. So allowing ourselves to wait, to just hold space, to hold the magic of, I wonder how this is going to get solved. I wonder how the universe is going to bring me the steps to complete this project, right? Interesting because the very next gate that it moves into is called the gate 47 mindset, but it is also the gate of revelation and of epiphany when that clears up the confusion from the gate 64. <laughs> so often it answers the question of how, right? It's the universe delivering the answer. Um, but it is also a gate that in its more negative aspects is about stinking thinking. We can get caught up in a mind uh, trap that is taking us on a roller coaster. We're going through this or the Ferris wheel, right? We're going round and round and round with the same question, trying to answer it from the level that the problem was created from. And of course, Einstein already told us we can't do that, right? We cannot solve a problem from the same level it was created from. We have to elevate our consciousness to be able to see new pathways. So watch for mindset issues. Um, later in the transit, the gate six, the gate of impact that connects here. This is a gate of intimacy. This is a gate of um, the connection that we have to one another that uh, is either going to sustain love or sustain peace or sustain war and upset or anger. So the gate six very much engaged with whether we decide to go to war with one another or whether we choose the path of love, which brings us to more peaceful solutions. Now, this can play out also in our personal uh, relationships. Likely with the moon, it is going to play out in your personal relationships. With Mercury later on, it's likely going to play out in our minds and how we communicate with one another. And it's emotional. It's sitting on the solar plexus, which means it's subject to the waves, the highs and the lows of the energy coming off of the solar plexus. And lastly, the gate 46, we just get a little bit of a taste of that before it moves on into Libra energy. And it is called embodiment. It is one of the gates of love on the uh, identity center. Remember, this is the center for love and direction. And that center for love and direction can create oneness or it can create me, 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 right? So it has both opportunities. The 46 is about the love of the physical, being in the body, right? The vehicle through which you are mediating the divine on the physical planet. So the gates of Virgo. Um, let's look at the energies of the centers themselves. So remember I said the head center here is a pressure center. It is about consciousness, it is about seeking, seeking the answers to those higher questions. And that seeking comes from pressure, the pressure in the lowest extreme, the why, the how, the when, uh, the can you prove it. The only real question that's ours to answer is the what. What do I want or what do I desire or what is correct for me? What do I feel good about doing? Those are our questions not the other ones, the how, the when, the why, all of that is 
more in the realm of the divine. The pressure here, though, will push us into that seeking behavior. The Ajna, the second center down, is the center for awareness only. It can only be aware of thoughts, of connections, of, of memory recall or data, um, comparing and contrasting. So it has no true energy for um, making decisions, right? Those are, those are down in the lower part of the body. <clears throat> it can create anxiety for us, thinking anxiety or mental anxiety. And when we get to the will center, this little center here, this is the center for ego in the lowest expression and ego, negative ego. So not the ego that supports us in really living and flourishing on the planet, but the ego that causes us to trip up, that causes us to try to prove ourselves or that makes us believe we're not good enough in some cases or has us chasing comp competition in order to prove that we're worthwhile or that we're worthy. So we want to watch the ego here, but in the next level, it's willpower using your will or thy will be done, which then leads us to surrendering to a higher power, to a higher will, right? Then we have the sacral, of course, this is all about response. This is about flowing with response through your life rather than um, reactionary energy, right? The reaction to triggers or to things that happen. Then, of course, emotions, um, the feeling energy that leads us to compassion and to a feeling of serenity because we are sort of uh, in the flow of those emotions, not working against it. There's also a word in the shadow here that I came across um, in one of my textbooks here that I use for <laughs> human design information, and that's yearning. The emotional center can cause us to take the desire for what we want and turn it into yearning. And that yearning can sometimes be more of a negative uh, expression, which then energizes exactly what we don't want, which tells us we are out of alignment with our hearts, right? It's, it's the heart's center here and the identity center here that this helps, the solar plexus helps to calibrate so that we know what it is if we're headed in the right direction or if we are not. All right, I'm going to stop sharing my screen here. Questions, comments, problems. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, she did send questions. Hold on. I have my phone charging here next to me. Nice. I can unplug myself. Question from JLo. With transits, all my centers are defined. Could that mean that I am more certain in my decisions? So you mean all of the centers by transit are all defined, which means there's only room for you to take in anything more through your hanging gates, perhaps, or any openness, any open gates or open channels. It can be good for you to have all the centers defined, but it can also get you caught up in a rut. It can get you like caught on a wheel that's pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. That's only temporary. On the other hand, it can also be a source of decisiveness, but you have to make sure you're still following your type, your strategy, and following your, uh, your authority, right? So make sure you're staying in your lane because these other centers that are defined by the transits are only temporarily affording you that extra energy or that other dimension. So I hope that helps. hope that makes sense. Uh, okay, so... Mm, any other questions on my set? Okay, got that one. 
and then PFT, PIFT, I'm not sure what that means. Here I go, having it on my moon, always wanting to help someone emotionally too, go figure. So I don't know which one's on your moon, um, but you do want to be careful because the moon does move quickly, right? So if you're wanting to help someone, make sure you're in your lane, that you've been invited in, if it were, because the throat is the center that's going to mediate what you manifest. If you were not invited to share your wisdom or your aha moments, then be quiet. <laughs> Don't share. JLo, I couldn't sleep last night, likely because all of your thought you're on fire. Uh, literally, gosh, I need to refresh myself on all my info. I've been checked out too long. Crystal, well, we welcome you here in the mornings. Um, certainly, you can go back to all the videos that we've done on the YouTube channel and uh, catch up as it were. Maybe it's time for you to have a refresher human design reading so that we can go back and remind you about all of the things that are true for you. Um, you know, JLo, I had that issue yesterday too, but I thought it maybe was excitement about getting, you know, ready to go over to the islands. I was awake at 421, 421, and then I couldn't go back to sleep. So I just stayed awake, just kind of thinking, and uh, finally got up at six and decided to take a shower and get ready to go. Um, but there's a lot of energy that's running through our systems at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm assuming everybody is okay with this, but if you have questions, pop, pop them in there and Asa will get them to me. Um, Time-wise, I want to go through a couple more things. Uh, I may save Venus into Libra gates until Friday uh, when I come back on air uh, because of timing. So I wanted to take a look real quickly at the week ahead. What's going on this week? Uh, for the week today, we have Venus and Neptune in an opposition to one another. Um, Neptune is in the sign of Pisces. Venus is in the sign of, uh, actually, hold on here. Why is it saying Venus opposing Neptune? Because Venus is at 22 Virgo, duh. And, oh, 22, any, okay, so listen to this, you guys. Venus is at 22 degrees of Virgo. Neptune is at 22 degrees of Pisces. Neptune moves back into the gate 22 on Wednesday or Thursday this week, Thursday this week. 22s, 22s, 22s. These are, this is a master number of building, of creating a new solid foundation based on balance, based on um, a solid foundation, based on a plan based on having all of the tools, making it sustainable, making it in connection with what the truth of your spirit, what is true for you. So 22s everywhere, it looks like here. But the opposite, uh, the opposition between Venus and Neptune is important for another reason. They both represent loving energy or love energy. Venus, the more human, uh, earthly love that we carry, and the planet Neptune, the more spiritual, unconditional, universal love that we carry. Interesting because Neptune is unconditional, is in the sign of Pisces, which represents that universal love, oneness, right? Awakening to our oneness and or remembering the oneness, right? That we have um, creating a pathway to that and the physical love of of Venus, how we love one another, how we show up in the world for one another, uh, how we share love, um, be it through the words that we say, through the values that we share, through um, the, the things that we 
hold for one another. So that opposition giving us the opportunity to tap into higher love, but also, you know, bringing in that unconditional love right here into the physical, wherever that opposition is in your life, maybe where you need to apply more loving energy or where you're um, in some way reaching out for more love energy, either in the physical or in the spiritual. Um, tomorrow, Mercury opposes Jupiter. Mercury, the planet of communication, of movement, of um, the mind, and in an opposition to Jupiter means that we may be overly anxious. We could be overly dynamic in our thinking, um, but we could also try to balance our positive mind, um, allowing ourselves to get into our hearts um, to some, I'm thinking maybe some tech problems may be occurring because of this opposition that's in the process of building up today will be activated tomorrow and will take another couple of days to move away. Um, and <clears throat> be, being aware <clears throat> of the impact, hold on, excuse me, um, getting, being aware of the, of the, of our tendency to overthink, right, of, to overly focus or to focus in the wrong place. <clears throat> Wednesday, Mercury moves into Virgo. So we've, did, we've done a lot of talking about that. Our minds become more clear on planning, on organizing, on efficiency. Uh, we may be more able <clears throat> to critically think, to analyze, but we want to make sure we don't go into the over-critical, over-analysis, um, overly perfection-seeking. Um, those will be some of the things that we have to watch for uh, from Wednesday on for the next few weeks. Thursday, we have a new Pleiadian Earth Week. So I did bring the calendar out today. Today's an 11 day, 11s and 22s. Here we go. Um, today, or sorry, that was, oh, because somehow I ended up in November. Sorry. Today is an 11 exploring day. So remember the number 11, the universal number is about enlightenment or illumination. I have expected the lights to turn on, Brian, hanging around here, lighten, lighting up my life. Um, exploring energy, stepping outside of your comfort zone, making yourself more available to what could be, right? To what could be, not just what is, but what could be, the potential, the possibilities. Um, on Wednesday, we get to the 13. So we'll close out the week at 13 seeing. 13, we grow into the womb, right? We're going into the inner dimensions. And for a higher purpose here of seeing the truth, right? Rising to the level of the eagle, being able to see, because seeing energy in the Mayan calendar was eagle, making that connection for you. Um, so seeing energy, being able to have a higher perspective, right? Coming from the position of our higher self, not just our lower selves, and then that prepares us for Thursday's new Pleiadian energy week that begins at one intuiting. So we now are going inward, right, for our answers. We're seeing from the inner eye, not just from what we see in the outer world. So becoming more and more available to our intuition. And that will be the umbrella or the overlighting energy for that next 13 day period of time. That again starts on Thursday. On Friday, Neptune will move backward into the gate 22. So we'll talk about that on Friday. I'll remind you what the gate 22 is. Here's a hint, it's sitting on the emotional center. It is connected with our involution, 
our evolution, the 55, the dragonfly is the monoc the, the, the meme, the, what is the word I'm looking for is the, the, the model of our evolution. The gate 22 is our involution. So how are we changing on the inner worlds <clears throat> and how are we able to use emotional energy since it's sitting on the emotional center? Saturday, we have a break, nothing new occurring Saturday. Um, Sunday, Venus moves into Libra. Again, we'll talk about that on Friday. Our new human design week begins on Wednesday, the 11th, and runs to the 16th, so early next week. And that will be the sun moving to the gate four, the gate of possibility. This is a gate that really likes to find solutions. So if you have that gate defined, you're a Mr. or Ms. Fix-It, right? You want to fix things. You want, you're, you want to think about solutions to problems. So it can sometimes be called the gate of mental solutions. This can lead us to a path of increased satisfaction in our lives, unless we get so caught up in the thought that I have to fix every problem that comes along. So we'll all be working through possibility thinking as the week changes on the human design front um, and trying to stay out of the need to fix everybody's problems. Then the earth will be the catalyst for some of the energies that we have to learn before we can you know, come to the sun uh, with the right solutions at the right time for the right people and the right reasons. And it's called the gate of the catalyst. It's catalyzing energy. It is the energy for change, for renewal, for revolution, for being rebel, re, uh, creating a rebel atmosphere or rebellion even. It's called the gate of revolution in traditional human design because it is a place where we change things up. It's also on the emotional center. So we have emotional center energy and mental energy. So you can imagine how that might feel when the earth is moving through the gate that's on the emotional center while the sun is promoting uh, the mind energy because the gate four sits on the Ajna, the second center down, the center of mental awareness, of thinking and analyzing, but also the, the certainty that we are meant to follow our thinking. So we might be caught between emotions and the mind as the week goes into um, the gate four and the 49. So I can't believe I got all that done and uh, I still have six minutes. So let's do this uh, in the time that we have left. Uh, let's pull a couple of cards for the collective for the week ahead. Move my coffee so I don't spill it on myself. And what I think I wanna do is I'm going to draw a um, oracle of the seven energies for us and my spirit animal cards. So let's do the spirit animal first. This will be the animal that will help guide us through the week's energy, the changes of Mercury into Virgo and Venus into Libra and the oppositions um, between the planets that are uh, inner and outer, and we get dolphin spirit. This and that are true. It is card number 20, the dolphin. So for those of you who are, are dolphin fans, there we go, dolphin spirit. Let's see what that means for us. And it was upright, number 20. Okay. 
Okay, Dolphin says, Dolphin spirit, like her earthly manifestation, is a reminder of duality. As the dolphin is both mammal and sea creature, so too is dolphin spirit both this and that. Two truths coexist, the story you tell and another one as well. Two truths coexist. The duality of life is present when we are suffering, for there is a blessing too in the helpers that appear. Within clouds are silver linings. When we reflect on what happened, we can see that a situation was both this and that, and a choice led to both joy and sorrow. No relationship is either all good or all bad, and people have qualities of both light and shadow. Focus on the positive, for light exists along the darkness. Dolphin Spirit calls for you to come up from below and enjoy a weightless moment in the sun as you dive in and out of this and then that, accepting and even enjoying the duality of life. Why not join Dolphin Spirit in acknowledging and affirming the blessings present in the moment? In all, in this moment, um, in all areas of your life, there are aspects of both this and that. Today, you can celebrate this fact and recognize the complexity and the beauty of the fabric of the universe. You are at a place right now where your past self is still present as you move toward the new self you are becoming. Aspects of both selves are present. So even if you want to say goodbye to what was, you are required to find solace in this between time. Today is not a day to choose one over another either, but rather to accept things as they are without judgment or resistance. Even the matters of the heart, duality is present. Your next action will be obvious when you drop your bias and see things as a whole. That's pretty Virgo-ish, isn't it? <laughs> Wholeness. Dolphin spirit. All right, that's our animal guide. Let's take a look at the energies of the, the oracle of the seven energies. See what energy pops up for us and what level that is to get us through this week. Which, by the way, I kind of feel like this is a good week. Not a week necessarily that we need to, you know, worry about. Please don't worry, right? That's the negative energy in Virgo. Um, don't worry, be happy. And bearing fruit, card number 12. That is a beautiful card. Bearing fruit. Let me move it this way. There we go. Bearing fruit, beautiful tree. Bearing fruit, card number 12, which is a three. So let's see what energy level that is in. Uh, card 12 is in the water energy, so energy of emotions, perhaps. So let's see here. Bearing fruit. The key concepts are birthing, the results of hard work, an idea or consistent thought manifesting into form, the relationship between the external world and the internal world of feelings and beliefs. If your life were a tree, what fruit would it bear? Envision the results of the efforts you put into achieving your dreams and desires in partnership with the divine. Can you see the way you think, feel, and believe reflected in the material world? There is always a correlation between what you see, what you expect to see, and what you intend consciously, and what you project unconsciously. Everything is intrinsically connected. Magic flows through you from the unseen world into the world you perceive. Moving from the realm of non-ordinary reality to ordinary reality, your, you birth ideas and thoughts into form and bring your most cherished desires to fruition. Not all ideas will bear sweet fruit. Sometimes you will reap a sour and bitter harvest based on your sense of your personal narrative and your assumptions about others. 
You are in a powerful and fertile season of your life when you're particularly good at making things happen with very little effort. Pay close attention to what you're manifesting now. From your career to your personal relationships, your influence is strong at this time. If you don't like what your life is yielding, prune the proverbial tree and get into alignment with what genuinely lights you up. Remember, you birth into the world that which you pay most attention to and consistently hold within as your truth. Be clear about what you intend. Can you make this commitment? Yes, we can. Bearing fruit. All right. Two really good cards, I think, that help us to see what this week's energy might bring to us. Um, yeah, I don't know, Christine. I didn't see a moment where the screen froze. Hopefully that's not the case. But, um, but that's the kind of thing I've been talking about tech-wise, right? When you least expect it, boom, something weird happens like that. Um, okay, well, that is it for me today, everybody. I hope you all have a blessed day. I will see you on Friday where we will talk about Venus's move into Libra. And I'll give you another hint. Libra energy is in the spleen. So we might also be dealing with some fear as time goes on. So we'll talk more about that on Friday. Much love to all of you. See you then. Bye for now.